A quick note before we get into today's episode, the internet was not playing ball with us today. I don't think it helps that we were all so far apart. Anyway, we've done our best with the editing. Stick with it. It's a great chat. Have you ever felt cooped up in a corporate office, staring outside at the trees, wishing you could leave the hustle and bustle of city life behind. Waking up mid-warning, taking a coffee onto the veranda and staring out at the wide open space with the birds chirping. Oh, it's a nice daydream to have and many of us stick it out and stay put. Some though, like our guest today, put in the tough hours to make shifting out of the city a reality. It's not all lazy sleep-ins and fresh country air though, but it is freedom from the constraints of the city. And as far as copywriting goes, it's a whole new demographic. We are excited to find out the difference location can make to your writing strategies from the rural marketer herself. Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. My name's Belinda. I am a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters and that's where I have lots of help for aspiring and working copywriters. And of course, with me is Kate Toon. Hello, I'm Kate Toon and I think of myself as a bit of a rural copywriter. To agree. I can't say rural, but um, I'm not city-based. So yeah, I'm a copywriter as well. Hurrah, hurrah for me. And with us today is Sarah Walkerton. Now, Sarah is a copywriter, content marketing specialist and website tech currently focusing on rural marketing and copywriting. Sarah is also in our Hot Copy Mastermind and we're going to be digging into that as well. But after a long 13 years of working in the corporate world, Sarah finally fulfilled her goals of buying her dream country property, having four beautiful horses and the freedom to pursue her own business in writing. It sounds like heaven. So, Sarah... Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I love, you know, Kate, you you wrote that intro and just it was magnificent. That is the dream. So I want to dig in. I, actually, before I ask you how you got into copywriting, is that your actual life, Sarah? <laughs> it is. It is pretty accurate. Um, we've got 70 acres out near Ballarat, so it is lovely out here. Um it's not exactly as relaxed and cruisy as it might seem. We do run around like headless chooks a lot because we've got horses and um, animals to look after and there's always stacks to do. But, yeah, it is quite um, peaceful out here at times. Oh, that sounds nice, especially with everything being as hectic as it is right now. A little bit of space sounds delightful. But how did you actually get into copywriting? I grew up, I guess, always enjoying English and writing. Um, in high school, my two favorite subjects were English and IT, and that led me to a university degree, funnily enough, in software engineering, which was a bit off course. Um, I soon figured out at uni that I hated programming, um, and then switched across to multimedia and web design. And then after my second year of uni, I ended up falling into a job that I got through uni and that job was managing website content. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, And then, yeah, my corporate career took off from there. I spent 13 years working across government. Um, I worked for Monash Uni. I worked for Officeworks. I did all this stuff 
um, writing, editing, managing website content. And kids happened and I bought myself this beautiful property and I literally could not commute to the city any longer. Um, it used to take me two and a half hours to get into work and then two and a half hours to get back and it just wasn't sustainable. So, yeah, that's how I ended up going out by myself and went into copywriting as a business. Yeah, gosh. It, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Like I live probably about an hour and a half from, from Sydney on the central coast and I pity the people that do have to commute in every day, just, just so much of your time spent sort of travelling and it's such a joy to be able to commute across my back garden to my little toon cave and, and do the work. Lily, you're, you're not rural, you're quite in the midst of things, aren't you? Well, we are now in California, right in the middle of suburbia, but when I was in Melbourne, we actually did the move out of the suburbs and we were about an hour and a half out of Melbourne in the mountains on a big property overlooking National Park and I bloody loved it so I really do miss that that idea of like you don't have to be in the city and also making choices about ditching the commute was a big trigger for me to get into copywriting as well yeah I think the thing is you know I love it and I love being I love just being on my own in my little tune cave you know we've got tweety well not tweety birds because the birds in Australia don't really tweet do they (laughs) squawk (laughs) You know, I do miss some of the things from the corporate world. I miss, I think really all I miss is going for lunch. That was really nice and wearing nice outfits. What What do you miss, Sarah? Is there anything you were glad to leave behind or anything you miss? I was quite glad to leave it all behind, particularly the commuting and just being stuck in that nine to five grind. Um, particularly when I had young kids, it was really inflexible. So yeah, now that I can work my day around my kids and around the horses and the property, it's a lot easier. I bet. I mean, one thing I miss is, um, and something we were talking about earlier, Kate, is getting dressed up, like wearing nice outfits to work. But I also kind of miss public transport because I, for a while there, I did commute an hour and a half into my marketing job and I do miss time on the train to read a book because I just don't have that now. It's a really short commute. Woohoo! No time to myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's guilt-free time as well isn't it you can't do anything else so you can just give in to listening to a podcast or reading a book whereas now if you want to go and do that it's like a choice you have to go into a room and say I'm doing this it's it's weird isn't it yeah yeah it is and yeah so that's the kind of thing I miss and and having lunches at, at the local market in Melbourne I miss that too I tend to oh, eat well. scraps of my children's plates now <laughs> but how because you are the rural copywriter now Kate and I know how this kind of came about because you're in the hot copy mastermind but can you tell listeners how you came to that brand and how it clicked for you yeah so I spent uh, all of last year so the first 12 months of my copywriting business as a possibly get um but I kind of lost a bit of motivation towards the end of last year and started this year not kind of knowing which direction to head. Um, so I was kind of trying to niche down and figure out my place in the copywriting world, I guess, so I could stand out for something in particular. And, yeah, so I basically went, well, what do I enjoy most? What do I like talking about? And 
I came up with agriculture, farming, horses, and basically anything to do with the country. So I also didn't want to not do a variety of copy. I didn't want to focus in just on one industry, such as agriculture. So to keep my options open a little bit, I decided to niche down into the rural and regional sector so that I could take the bits that I liked and also do the more bright, you know, varied stuff as well. So I could tackle a variety of topics in that. Great. And uh, how did it sort of all click in for you when you when you decided on the Rural Copywriter as your brand name? How did that all feel when you launched that new brand? When I decided to go all in on the Rural Copywriter branding, I literally threw everything together within a matter of days. And the second, it just seemed to flow naturally from me. So I was no longer trying to be anything else. So it was all authentic to who I was. And that just made everything easier. And when you're like, so you've dubbed yourself the Rural Copywriter, which is kind of, it's about who you are and what you like, but it's also about the clients that you want to serve. So, so what does that, what does that niche look like to you? Who is your ideal client now that you are, you know, you are branded as this? Are you trying to kind of position yourself as, as a kind of a rural agency or what, what's the approach going to be? I love helping other small business owners who are located in a rural or regional area. I think we have different challenges running a business out here. Um, so, yeah, it's basically that I want to be able to help other small businesses that are in a rural area who are targeting a more rural audience and, yeah. As a copywriter, do you find there is a different vernacular in the communities that you're in now? Because we've had guests on the podcast, we've talked about, you know, what 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 it's like uh, in America, in England, and, and the differences, not only in the slang and the context, but how people respond to sales messages and stuff like that. Was there a big shift in how you communicated in the marketing when you moved away from the city? Yeah, so I guess it was all about being a lot more down-to-earth and friendly. I guess when you're dealing with uh, city-based corporate information, it's very formal, whereas as a rural copywriter dealing with rural people, you kind of want it a lot more friendly and relaxed and, yeah, that kind of thing. And when you talk about down-to-earth, can you break down, if you have to say to say to someone, you have to write in a down-to-earth way. What does that mean? So I guess you don't want to come over as overly salesy. You want to keep it very outcome-focused and very practical. Um, Yeah, so it's just there's no fluff, there's no nonsense. It's straight to the end message. Um, Yeah, and you keep it very clear, very simple, very concise. Okay, that makes sense. So really making it clear how people are going to benefit, what the outcome's going to be um, without a lot of fluff, you said. And I guess there's yeah, be a yeah. lot of, um, you know, credibility boosters there as well. Like would you use testimonials and, and logos and all that kind of stuff a lot in the copy? Yeah, definitely. I think um, real-life testimonials is always going to be a winner with a rural market or with any market really. Um, just... Yeah, testimonials will help portray the story of where people were and what results they can get from whatever you're selling, and that's really important. 
Which is good because it would be extremely surprising if the foundational principles of copywriting suddenly didn't apply to a rural audience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's just a matter of being, yeah, even more concise, more clear and more outcome focused. I love it. And I think I I would be really interested to know if anyone's listening um, who writes for rural audiences in different countries as well, whether that's the same. I I suspect it would be as well. Ain't got no time for fluff. (laughs) And so if if someone wanted to get into a location-based niche like you've done where you're saying, you know, you don't write in a particular, for a particular type of project, it's for the people in your area what do they need to consider what have been your challenges I guess finding ways of really connecting to a local audience and figuring out where where their priorities are um yeah when you're dealing with people in the bush and out in rural they're cultivated by so it's a matter of really understanding what drives them so that you can then craft messages to suit have you had to work hard at making connections with people in your community as part of your marketing efforts or has it come quite naturally for you because this is where you want to live? Yeah, I guess it's come fairly naturally. We're surrounded by farmers and friends who are farmers. Um, so I'm in that space and headspace anyway. Um, a lot of my clients are right across Australia anyway, so it's not necessarily local, local. Um, but yeah, talking to people, talking to as many people as possible in your local area, in your target market is probably key for everything. Of course, of course. And have you had any big challenges in the shift? It's not only just the, the physical move, but your marketing and, and marketing yourself as the rural copywriter, any big bumps? Not really. I guess it was just a bit of a shift to go from the corporate style of writing to really make it more friendly and more relaxed. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's been pretty natural for me to sort of slot back into that scene and focus in on that market. Well, I mean, you look pretty natural in your beautiful photos for your branding as the rural copywriter. I know in the Hot Copy Mastermind we were saying, get a laptop, get on a horse, <laughs> ride around. <laughs> but they're, they're really nice, um, very localised photos that just look completely different to everyone else, which you must be very proud of. So what does a standard workday look like now? Like in the intro we started talking about having coffee on the veranda and how it's peaceful and the bird song and it's just more relaxing. How different is your work day? Um, so I guess it's certainly not as busy as it used to be when I was commuting to the city, but we still have plenty that needs to happen. So I get up in the morning and have a quick breakfast with the kids. I'm then straight outside to run the dog and Um, I then come back in, have a quick shower, and then I hit the client work. Um, In the afternoon, if I'm lucky, I might skip out of the office and go for a quick ride on a horse, Um, but only when the weather's nice and only if the kids aren't hassling me. Um, And then I'm back to work for another couple of hours, and, yeah, that's pretty much my day. So it's still pretty busy. Um, I still work roughly nine to five, but 
but yeah, there's just the occasional break where I duck out for half an hour and go ride a horse. Which sounds pretty magical if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you got coming up now? Because the transformation in the rural copywriter was a, was a huge click that was really exciting to be a part of, but what projects or exciting things have you got coming up? Um, I'm actually considering and trying to map out a book that I'd like to write um, all about rural marketing. So um, at some stage I would like to delve into making a few little online courses. Um, But, yeah, otherwise it's just about building myself as a leader in this space, Um, yeah, and building my client base and all of that kind of jazz. Oh, that kind of jazz. Well, you're already working with some pretty yeah. big brands in the space where you are, so that's super exciting. And can you let everyone know where they can find you and where you hang out? Yes. Yeah, so my website is just au, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under The Rural Copywriter. So it's all pretty easy. Perfect. So the, the benefit of having a, uh, a memorable brand name. And just one more question. If you were going to give one tip to someone who might consider their location a niche, the niche they're looking for, what tip would that be? To just do what lights you up because the more aligned you are with the brand you're putting out there, the more likely you are to bring in the clients that yeah, make you light up and help you to enjoy your work. That's great advice. Thank you very much, Sarah. It was really lovely to chat with you today and it's been really cool to see the development of the rural copywriter. So regular listeners will know that this is the time we read out a review of the show and today we are giving a shout out to Kate Crocker and Kate says, I love the Hot Copy Podcast. It's engaging, funny and informative. It covers a huge range of copywriting topics, always with practical tips. Belinda and Kate also interview some legends of the biz and obviously enjoy themselves, which we've done today. This podcast is a must for any copywriter. So thank you, Kate Crocker, and thanks for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on iTunes and Stitcher. Your review will help others find us and we'll give you a shout out on the show, just like we did for Kate. And of course, you can head to the hotcopypodcast.com, leave your comments on this episode and do track down Sarah Walkerton as the rural copywriter. So So thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Kate. Thanks, Belinda. Thanks, Sarah. Until next time, happy writing. Thanks for listening right to the end. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my two other podcasts. I have one called The Recipe for SEO Success, which is all about SEO tips, advice, and helping you grapple the Google beast. And my other, The Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, which is all about dealing with the stresses of running your own business. You can find both of them on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts.